What's good, Mud Talk family? You are back in the building, and you're listening to another episode of Mud Talk with your boy, Coach T. Man, I am, yo, I can honestly, after last episode, I can really pat myself on the back for the things that I talked about in that episode, but I'll do that a little bit later. Today, man, we're going to get into a couple of different things, man. We are watching history take place right now in the NBA. You know, you know, I'm an NBA fan. I'm a sports fan in general, mainly basketball and football. But we're definitely watching history take place in the NBA right now. And we're going to get into that. Uh, first and foremost, man, shouts out to all the fathers, man. We just, uh, you know, Father's Day weekend just passed. I'm recording this episode. It's actually Tuesday right now. So Father's Day weekend was epic for your boy. I want to say this one goes down in history for me as a father, and I'll be 36 next month, July 5th, 1985, 80s baby, full effect. But this Father's Day was the most epic Father's Day I've ever had. I cannot remember a time where, and I'm going to be real, going into Father's Day, I typically have little to no expectations. I, I typically want to get something good to eat, relax, chill, you know, just kind of be away from the hustle and bustle of everyday life. And that's usually good enough for me because growing up, my dad, he wasn't the type of person that always wanted something like he he's very humble. He's very modest, a uh, uh, soft spoken guy. As he gets older, he does talk a lot more now, but still not the type of guy that just sits around and talks. And, you know, he doesn't want a ton of things. If I get my dad a card today, he's going to be happy. He's going to literally hold on to that card for the rest of his life. And I've learned that, you know, it's not all about gifts. It's about the time that you spend, you know, and if I can spend my time exactly how I want to spend it, to me, that's as valuable, if not more than, you know, a special gift or something, you know, of monetary value. But this Father's Day, my family went in, bro. Like, yo, like my wife, her gift giving game is like, it then went to another level. And I don't know if it's the new crib because, you know, I was telling myself like, yo, when I bought the first house, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like this, you know what I mean? And I always make sure that I do a great job, um, you know, getting my wife things and making sure that she's always happy and she's not a materialistic person. And so when I do um, purchase expensive gifts for her, a lot of times she won't wear them like, I see things in the closet that she hasn't even opened, like literally, like she opened it when I bought it for, her, but it's sitting in the closet. Things that I spent, you know, a pretty heavy, it, it, it was a pretty heavy price tag on some of these items and they're still sitting in the closet. And it's not because she doesn't like them. It's just because she's not really materialistic. Like she doesn't necessarily care about those type of things and she'll eventually wear them. And I know she will, but she's not that type of woman. Now me, on the other hand, uh, unfortunately, I'm my grandmother's child. <laughs> uh, if you if you know my family and if you're really close to me, you know, my grandmother growing up, she she owned a couple of clothing stores to this day. My you know, she's big on fashion. I mean, my grandmother, she has like multiple closets full of clothes at her house. I mean, a closet full of mink coats. And, you know, she got Gucci bags from the 80s. And she's just she's always been into fashion. And nothing gets past her. She's always up to speed on on, on, on today's fashion and, and what's in. At 80 years old, she's like that. And she's always been like that my whole life. Um, 
I'm the re like she's the reason that I know anything about fashion. That's why I look up to women in the fashion world. It's because of my grandmother. I remember her having clothing stores, her and my aunt, my aunt Dawn, where when I was a kid, uh, you know, they would sell like and if and if you're anybody like my age, then you know like how how the music groups and how men dressed in the early nineties and you know the suit the uh, the suits and things that they would wear. Uh, my grandmother and my aunt, their clothing stores that they had, they would sell these type of things. And I remember, uh, you know, like H-Town and um, Jodeci and these groups and stuff like that. You know, they the, the things that they wore, um, if I'm not mistaken, they a lot of that stuff came out of my grandmother's shop. Um, and I always looked up to her uh, because of how she looked at fashion and how she was always up to speed. My grandmother was always fresh to death. She kept me and my sister fresh when it came to like Easter and um, you know, holidays and, and Christmas and things like that. And so because of that, I am the exact opposite of my wife. Like I would say I'm not as materialistic today as I was like growing up, because if you grow up without anything and you're, and you're probably listening to this, like, yo, Tone, what are you talking about? Like you just said your grandma, yo, yet my grandmother, but I grew up poor. Cause I didn't, I live with my grandmother on and off. But I, I was raised by my mom and, you know, we lived in the projects and I ain't really I didn't have anything. And only the only things that I really had that were really nice would come from my grandmother on like a birthday or Christmas or something like that. So with that being said, I always said when I got my own money, yo, like I'm about to, you know, uh, dip my dip my feet all the way in the water. You get what I'm saying? And see what it feels like to really be able to get what I want when I want. And. When I first got a hold of some real money and when I say real money, like at the age of like 15, 16, you know, I, I felt what I, I tasted a little bit of what it felt like to be a thousandaire. You know what I'm saying? Like at my teenage years, um, very short lived for, for various different reasons. But, you know, when I did taste that, I was able to go out and get things. And so for me now, uh, as a 35 year old man, I think I've scaled it back a little bit. Um, I'm getting better day by day. And my wife will probably listen to this and she'll be like, yeah, I'm at the point now where I won't buy as many things now just because honestly, man, I really don't be putting on clothes like that. Like I'm, I'm typically in joggers. I'm chilling most of the time. Like if I got to like run out with my wife and like we're out, you know, just running errands, whatever, whatever. I typically won't have on a bunch of like just stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like I rarely will put on something like that. And so my stuff will typically sit. Like I'll get things and like I'll have it for a while before I even wear it. But on Father's Day, I rarely will ever say that I want something in particular, like just to sum it up. But my wife knows the type of person I am and she pays attention to everything. And shouts out to the women that pay attention to their men. You get what I'm saying? Because even though we're talking about something that we're going to purchase with our own money, and we're doing the research and we're, we're really going hard and we're trying to get it. Um, and we don't end up getting it. Like, let's, let's just let me just tell you. All right. My Father's Day weekend was epic because not only did my kids spend money on their dad. And that blew me away because I have two totally different kids. I have a son and a daughter. Uh, my son's 15. My daughter is 14. My daughter is as close to being uh, her daddy's child <laughs> as any any uh, one of my children, um, all two of them, uh, because she's like me. That girl will blow a bag. She will uh, 
she will spend her money and not really think about it. And, you know, unfortunately, that's Tony Milton. And that's her name, Tony. You know what I'm saying? She's named after me. And, and that's exactly how she is. And so um, when it comes to gift giving, you know, I, I kind of would expect her to spend her money. Now, my son, on the other hand, homeboy is straight up tight. Like he is tight. Like he is like he will calculate every step before he spends his money. Um, he, if it comes down to him having to eat and it's like, OK, Quay, we're going to stop by this restaurant and you got to spend your bread like homeboy won't even eat like before he'll spend his money. He'll be like, I'll eat when I get home. Like it's like that with him. And so the fact that Father's Day, um, both of my kids actually bought me something. My son, like he really like homeboy splurged on his dad, like for real, for real. Like, and I'm just going to tell you, like my daughter, she got me a card. Um, and if you know me, I, you know, I like playing the video game. I don't play it as much as I used to. Like, I rarely play it. Like maybe now in a month, I'll play the game a few times a month, like literally. And my daughter bought me a PlayStation card and she, she, you know, bought me a card and in that card, the message in that card, like literally it, it, it spoke to our relationship and where we're at now um, with her being, you know, almost 15 years old. And, you know, we go through some ups and downs and just accepting certain things like with the boys and all of that. And, you know, that card really spoke to every like literally where our relationship stands as of today in 2021. And I'm like, yo, wow, my daughter is really like growing up. And so it was, it, you know, that car has a lot of sentimental value to it. Um, and the PlayStation car, you know, I, I used it right away. I, I got on Grand Theft Auto and I, you know, I, I splurged a little bit anyway. So I appreciate my baby girl. Shouts out to Tony for showing Pop's love on Father's Day. Now, my son, he bought me a mug. It said, you know, greatest father. Uh, I think it said like best father ever on the mug. And, um, you know, I like to drink tea. Like I do my hot tea in the morning, like shouts out to my mom for having me that way. <laughs> but uh, I, I do the hot tea in the morning, you know, when I get a chance, like before I record my podcast, I always like to get a bottle of water and, you know, some green tea with a little bit of honey in it. And, my, and he bought me a really nice mug and, and, I, and I used it right away. So not only did he buy me a mug, yo, I don't know if my son, like really when he was picking out my card, like like read like a hundred cards before he selected the card that he was to purchase for me. But this card literally brought me to tears. Um, like I literally couldn't hold it back anymore. Like I read my daughter's card and I was like, all right, I'm holding it together. Um, then I, when I read my son's card, like, yo, it just broke me down. Like I couldn't, I couldn't take it. Like he, that card, like when I say it spoke, like I told you, my daughter's card spoke to our relationship my son's card spoke exactly to our relationship. Like it talked about everything. Like, you know, I'm so hard on him when it comes to like, just being real with him, being, keeping it a hundred with him, like not sugarcoating, you know, anything. Like I talked to him about everything about, you know, just life in general, because as a man um, who, you know, got in trouble at an early age and the you know, with the law, you know, um, you know, I, I'm going to be real. I, I dropped out of high school, you know, I just, I caught some charges. I faced some, you know, I was in a situation where I could have ended up in federal prison and through the grace of God, I, I ended up not having to go to prison, but you know, I was staring at it in the face, right in the face, you know, at an early age. Um, you know, just a lot of different things, man. Just being in the trenches, I you know, becoming a product of my environment is by the grace of God that I, today I'm here talking on this microphone that, 
I'm not dead or in prison doing time or, you know, uh, just in a jacked up situation. But because of those things, I'm so hard on my son and it aggravates him at times because there's kids his age that are literally when he sees when he see these kids on the, on the Internet and on Instagram and stuff like that. It looks like they're living a the life. It looks like they're doing what they want to do. I mean, and it's no shade to parents that allow their kids to get tattoos and, um, you know, be here or be there and allow them to do whatever they want. Listen, I'm not their parent. You get what I'm saying? So I can't tell you how to parent your child. But I know for a fact how um, having sex at an early age can affect the young man, how um, being in the streets and letting the streets uh, determine which way you're going to go every day. Like, I know how that can affect you. I know how early decisions and mistakes that you will make in your life at a teen, you know, in your teenage years can ruin the rest of your life. You know, uh, becoming a parent at an early age. I became a parent at an early age, so I know about that. And so I'm on him about all of this stuff. And I know that it drives him crazy. I know it does. But in that card, he literally told me, thank you. And it brought me to tears because he's like, yo, like pops, you keep it real with me. And I appreciate you for that. And I never thought like it would. Like, I never thought that he would be telling me thank you this early. I always tell him when he gets mad, I'm like, yo, when you get in your 20s, you will thank me for the way I raised you and, and how hard and all the sacrifices I made. Me and your mother, like, um, you know, putting you in this situation and that situation and not allowing you to do certain things. But here he is, 15, almost 16 years old, and he's thanking me already. And it just brought me to tears because I'm like, yo, you growing up. So my son bought me the car. He bought me the mug. And then today I get home and I got another gift from my son that I guess he ordered and didn't come on time. You know, I'm now a part of the croc gang. My son bought me a pair of crocs and he got me the little pieces to go on them. You know, it says fathers. I, I don't know. Not happy fathers. It says father on it. So, like, I guess my wife hooked them up. So one half of the crocs, it says half of the word and the other side together. When you're looking at it, if you look at my feet, it's going to say father which is pretty cool. You know, in 2021, everybody's wearing Crocs. I don't own a pair. My kids and my wife will always say like, you need to get a pair of Crocs. I'm like, man, I don't need, I don't need a pair of Crocs. I have plenty of shoes. Like I have an everyday pair of shoes that I'll throw on. I wear them when I'm out. Uh, just when I'm just, you know, just chilling. But now I have a pair of Crocs. So like, I guess I'm matching everybody's fly in, in the family now. So my son splurged, man. And I'm, you know, I'm extremely happy. And then there's my wife. <laughs> Yo, um, every time she gets me a gift, when I think it's the best gift that I've ever received uh, up until that point in my life, it only gets better. But before I get into what my wife got me for Father's Day, let's get a word from my sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by gingerbrand.com. Go to Ginger Brand for all your premium quality streetwear needs. Right now, I'm rocking my super dope, super comfy, all black Ginger Brand t-shirt. And it's really cool, man, because it actually has a Bible verse right on the front of it. It reads 2 Corinthians 9 and 6, which is right up my alley, man, if you know me. That's awesome, man. So shouts out to the owner of Ginger Brand for getting this out to me. It actually shipped really quickly. It arrived here at my house a lot, a lot sooner than I thought it would get here. You know, you can find them on Instagram at gingerbrand underscore. That's at J-E-N-G-E-R brand underscore. If you're on Twitter, go give them a follow at C-O-Ginger. Or just go to the website, man, at gingerbrand.com and check them out. He has a ton of different streetwear from jogging suits to hoodies to 
you know, sweatshirts and t-shirts, man. All the kind of stuff that I like to rock and I'm sure you guys like to rock, man. Shout out to Ginger Brand from the soil, a brand you can believe in, embracing uniqueness, gingerbrand.com. Yo, shouts out to my wife. And listen, I don't even think I can put it in words, but here we go. I'm going to give it a shot. You know that I do not consider myself to be a sneakerhead. Some people may beg to differ. Like if you look at me and you you look at my IG, um, I don't necessarily post everything on IG, but you know, when I'm feeling a certain way, I'll post a picture. Um, and because of that, a lot of people that don't really know me like that, they'll see my IG and they'll immediately think I'm a sneakerhead. Um, I don't believe I'm a sneakerhead. Reason I say that is because I'm into fashion. Uh, and a lot of people will say, man, what are you talking about? Like fashion, you know, sneakers are, yes, a great shoe is a part of a great outfit. Don't get me wrong. Do not get me wrong. But I do truly believe that some people are sneakerheads and certain sneakerheads could have four or 500 pairs of shoes and not necessarily care about fashion. And what I mean by that is maybe, um, and I'm not even gonna say maybe this is what I mean by that, that. Just because you're a sneakerhead does not necessarily mean you can dress. And don't take this the wrong way. I'm sorry. Don't take it the wrong way if you're a sneakerhead, because I got a ton of respect for sneakerheads. I know a bunch of sneakerheads, but I also know a bunch of people that just care about sneakers. They don't really necessarily know how to put it together or care to put it together, if that makes sense. Um, it's a lot of people that are sneakerheads that believe just because I have on this sneaker you know, hey, I'm making a fashion statement alone by having a sneaker. And that may be true to a certain extent if it's an extremely exclusive sneaker. But at the same time, if you have on a $25,000 sneaker, only a true sneakerhead is going to know that that shoe is worth $25,000. A, a real person that's into fashion could care less about that sneaker being $25,000. So for that reason, I am into fashion. I, you know, I love fashion. I'm going to put on whatever I believe I'm going to look good in. So if it's a pair of Pumas, if it's a pair of, um, you know, Air Max, it could be a pair of Tim's. Uh, I mean, you may occasionally catch me in a pair of designer sneakers. Like, I don't care if it's, you know, it could be anything, bro. Like, literally anything. If I feel like I'm going to look good in it, I'm going to wear it. So for that reason, I do not put myself in that sneakerhead category. Now, do I own a, a considerable amount of sneakers? Yes, but I have I, I love sneakers that sneakerheads don't Um, like I love my LeBrons. Certain sneakerheads could care less about LeBrons. Um, You know, what what other kind of shoe did I really love? And I don't want to make this about uh, sneakers right now, but uh, man, I love a lot of sneakers, man. I, don't, I love Pumas. I like the classic Pumas. Um, I, I literally will, will, will throw on anything because I know me, I'm going to be able to put it together and I'm going to make a person be like, yo, what is that that you have on? You get what I'm saying? And I'm not patting myself on the back, but that's just how I am. And that's how I operate. And I've been that way for a long time. I've gotten better. Shouts out to all the super dope women that um, I look up to that just killing the fashion game right now. Like I look up to women more than anything when it comes to this fashion game. And 
because the women are really killing it. They they know how to put it together. They're just next level. And my wife, low key, you know what I'm saying? She be styling your boy. You know what I'm saying? And I ain't even I ain't ashamed to say that. Um, not all the time, but most of the time. And so with that being said, as I really got off topic there, uh, my wife got me something that she knew that I really, really, really wanted. And in the sneaker community, you'll hear this term a lot, uh, grail, right? So, so, so when you look up the definition of grail, uh, I'm going to use the second definition. It's uh, the object of any, in, excuse me, the object of a extended or difficult quest. Mm, I could barely get that out. Yo, getting some of these sneakers nowadays, it, it takes, it, it's going to be a difficult quest. It's going to be uh, extremely hard. It is not easy getting sneakers for retail today. Um, I come from an era, you know, born in 1985 where, you know, back in the day, we could just walk in the store and grab a pair of Jordans. You could wait in line um, and get a sneaker that you wanted. You didn't have to um, do anything special. Today, it is just extremely difficult. It is not easy. And for that reason, um, I'm not going to say that I give up on certain shoes that I really want, but I just refuse to pay resale for, for sneakers because if a sneaker is $110, then I can't get it for $110. Then I have to turn around and pay upwards to, you know, $350, $400 for the sneaker. I'm like, I just feel like I'm getting got. You feel what I'm saying? And I'm not, I'm not doing that. And because of that, uh, you know, and, and me being stubborn, certain sneakers I just don't get. You know, and I keep an eye on the price. And if the price goes down to a reasonable amount, I'll consider it. But to be real, like resale, I haven't paid resale for a sneaker up until recently. Um, and because my wife got me something and, you know, when you get married, her money is your money and your money is her money. And. You know, it's all coming from one account. I don't care if it's separate accounts and you got money here and money there, whatever. She has access to everything. And to be real, like my wife has all my cards and, you know, I really might walk around with one of my main cards, but she has all my cards. I mean, so um, she if she makes a purchase, it's coming out of my pocket some way, shape or form. But it's the fact that she went and purchased something that she knew that I really, really wanted. And I re let's just say. I got one of my grills as like 2021. Um, what she got me for father's day will go down in history as one of my grills in my collection of sneakers. And I think I might wear this sneaker for my birthday. I don't know, but let's just say, um, it was, it's a pair of dunks. And if you're if you're in the sneaker community and you know about dunks, you know that dunks have become the most hard, right, let's, the most popular shoe right now. And I would say it has surpassed Jordan ones. If you can get a Nike Dunk, especially Dunk Lows or an SB Dunk or you know a Travis Scott Dunk uh, collab, it, it's it, you you're literally sitting on money. Um, they're hard to get. Most of them retail at 100 bucks, 110 bucks, um, but they resell for way more than that. Um, 
I think recently you had like the the Chunky Dunkies, which were a collab with the with Ben and Jerry's and uh, Nike. They did a collab, and that sneaker was going for like crazy. I think like two thousand dollars. Then you have the Travis Scott SBs, which always go for a couple thousand dollars. Then um, there's a there's a bunch of different pairs of dunks that have come out um, that are retailed at one hundred and ten dollars, and they resell for thousands of dollars and it's crazy because you never would have thought that a shoe that back in the day nobody really cared about this just like jordan ones when i was in school nobody wore jordan ones and so it's crazy to believe that these sneakers today are as valuable as they are and for that reason it's hard to get them for retail and so for father's day my wife cashed out on your boy and got me a sneaker um let's just say it was it's a nike dunk low um, that came out this month and I did, I wasn't able to get it for retail. I tried so hard to get it. I was not able to get it for retail, but wifey came through with it and just pay attention to my IG. I, I think I'm aware for my birthday. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually in, in that thought process right now of what sneaker I'm going to wear for my birthday. And let's just say I may pull these out for my birthday. It just depends. It just depends on what happens between now and then, because I, 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 I don't know, man. My thoughts are just all over the place. But wifey cashed out. Not only did she do that, man, it literally Father's Day felt like my birthday. I'm going to be real. It felt like my birthday. I, I you know, I was able to get one of my grills. Um, the food was phenomenal. Uh, shoot. I'm a big fan of ice cream. That's the reason why your boy is still a vegetarian, not a vegan, because I love ice cream. I'm a vegetarian. I don't eat any meat. I don't eat seafood. I don't eat any of that. But um, I love ice cream. And I'm, if, if you're from Charlotte or if you live somewhere where there's an Andes frozen custard, uh, I don't know what you call it, but they sell frozen custard at Andes. And uh, they have this strawberry shortcake cup thing that I get there. And it's like a cake in the cup. Then they put the... Uh, two scoops of the vanilla custard on top and they put the strawberries on top. It's crazy. Just like thinking about it is nuts. And I told my wife, I was like, yo, I don't want a cake for my, for, for father's day on my birthday. That's what I want. I want the strawberry shortcake from Andy's. Let's just go get it. She says, forget Andy's. I'm going to make it at the crib. Yo, not only did she make it, it was better than Andy's. And I doubled up on that. Actually, I finished that off yesterday, the rest of it. So it was amazing, man. Father's Day was amazing, yo. So shouts out to all the fathers uh, who uh, grind hard every day. It's not about money. It's about time. It's about the memories you're making with your children. It's about leading by example. It's about, you know, once your kids get older, you know, them realizing that they had somebody in front of them that showed them what a man was supposed to be. For me, it was my grandfather, it's my father. When I look up to them today, still, till this day, the two most honest people I know in my life, hands down, the most honest, hardworking people that I've ever met is my grandfather and my father. And I take nothing away from the women in my life that work extremely hard, but as far as from a male perspective, they, they led by example, they set the bar high. And I appreciate them for that because I, I've taken so many different things for them and I implemented those things in my life today. And it's made me the man that I am today. And for my children and my wife to appreciate me the way that I appreciate those two men, um, it's it's very humbling. Uh, and it's, it's just amazing. It's, and it's, I'm honored. And so that wraps up, you know, what happened with me for Father's Day. But 
I would love to hear from some of the mothers. What did you do for 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 your fathers? Um, because I always encourage people to, you know, give us our flowers while we're here. Um, I watch too many people die um, earlier than they should for various different reasons. And, you know, one thing you don't want to happen is somebody to die and for you to regret um, showing them that love while they were here. But shouts out to all the fathers, man. We love you. We appreciate you. And I'm going to transition into my last segment of the day. And we're going to talk a little bit about some sports because it is the NBA playoffs, man. I mean, the stage is set right now, so we got to go there. Um, but before that, I just want to say shouts out to the fathers, man. We love you. We appreciate you. Right now, I really want to speak to everybody who has been grinding hard, a person like myself who puts in a lot of work on, you know, just different levels. You know, you got to have multiple hustles, you know, nine to five millionaire mindset. You know what I mean? Shouts out to Jamal King. Um, he's the one who created that. And it's, it's a real deal thing. You know, you don't need to quit your nine to five to become a millionaire today. You just need to outside of your nine to five, you need to be grinding hard. You don't need to spend that time relaxing and chilling and don't get me wrong. Everybody needs downtime. Everybody needs it. And I seen a post on uh, social media the other day about how uh, no days off is not a flex. Like for real, like that's not a flex. You need self-care. You need time to just for me, it's like just chilling. Like I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to cut the TV on. And this might sound funny, but I watch King of the Hill, like the cartoon. Like it's funny to me. I've always watched it since I was a kid, man. And so I watch King of the Hill. And get me something to eat and just chill, man, like fall asleep doing that. And for me, that's how I relax. You know, I don't drink. I don't smoke. Um, I don't really party like that. So for me, like it, in order for me to relax, it doesn't it doesn't take a lot. And so you know, I'm a very simple person. And so I'll do that. But with that being said, I want to speak to everybody that feels like they've been grinding and it's just they just they just feel like it's not their time. Um, as you know, I'm big into sports right now. And if you if you are a basketball fan, you know, this segment is for you. If you're not a basketball fan, this segment is still for you because it's not just about sports. Right now. Right now. The Eastern Conference Finals consist of two teams that in my lifetime. Have not won an NBA title. Not only have they not won an NBA title, but they haven't even been to the NBA Finals. So in the Eastern Conference, you have the Atlanta Hawks and the Milwaukee Bucks. And just to put things into perspective, I talked about my age earlier. I'll be 36 next month, July 5th. And in my lifetime, the Atlanta Hawks in 36 years have made the playoffs 23 times. And their only NBA championship came in 1958. But let's just talk about in my lifetime. In 36 years, they've made the playoffs 23 times. Uh, I think they made the conference finals back in 2015, in which they were swept by the Cleveland Cavs. But very little playoff success in my lifetime. Then you have the Milwaukee Bucks, who in 36 years have made the playoffs 22 times. And they only have not only... I think if I'm if I'm reading this correctly, they have one NBA championship in the history of their franchise, and that came in 1971. So 22 playoff appearances in 36 years. 
and one NBA title, which came back in 1971. In the West, you have the LA Clippers, who have been known for being bad my whole life. Um, in 36 years, they made the playoff 14 times, and they have zero NBA championships. The team they're going against, the Phoenix Suns, have made the playoffs 21 times in 36 years. And they also have zero NBA championships. We're looking at, I'm not going to say a change of the guard, but we're looking at literally history being made in the NBA right now. You have teams that have been literally known for being bad, like the LA Clippers, the Atlanta Hawks, no playoff success, no NBA titles. Some of them have young players like Atlanta Hawks. You know, they have Trey Young, who's a phenomenal young player, just dominating right now. It just speaks to how every year things can change. And things are constantly changing. And if you give up, you can never see what's going to happen on the other side. If you continue to make the adjustments, if you continue to put in the work, if you continue to make the tweaks, if you continue to grind, if you continue to look yourself in the mirror and hold yourself accountable for what you have going on. And be honest with yourself and say, hey, this group isn't getting it done. Hey, this type of effort isn't getting it done. I need to take it up a notch. And, I, and I'm, I'm literally looking at two teams in the East that have done just that. Two teams in the West that have done just that. They have just continued to push, continue to make changes in the front office and front office, continue to make head coaches, uh, new head coaching changes, uh, continue to sign new players, new pieces, uh, get it right in the draft. And because of that, because of that consistency, hard, hard work and dedication, now both of these teams have a chance, have a chance to go to the NBA Finals and win an NBA championship and to change the legacy of their franchise. We've seen this happen recently with the Toronto Raptors, a team that I honestly would have never thought in my lifetime I would have ever seen win an NBA championship. I feel like if they couldn't, they couldn't do it with Vince Carter, it was never going to happen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was one of those people, but you know, you see teams like the Toronto Raptors, you know, winning the championship. And now this year, we're, I honestly believe we're going to have a team win the NBA title that's never won a championship before. And it just speaks to, you know, people that are out here grinding and, uh, you know, chasing their goals and their dreams. And they feel like they just don't uh, believe that it's happening. They don't see it. You know, listen, you, you have teams like in 36 years. In 36 years have either never made it to the NBA Finals or haven't even won an NBA championship. And so what makes you think that you have the right to give up on your dreams just because in your little two years or three years you've been doing your business or, you know, started your clothing line or did a podcast or, you know, I don't know, working on your credit or trying to become a homeowner or, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever it is that you're doing and you've only been doing it for one, two, three years. What makes you think that you have the right to give up? You don't. 
Not if you're truly invested into what your calling is, whatever that may be. You have to understand that everything does not happen overnight. You got to stay consistent. You got to grind. Your break is coming at some point in time. And I truly believe it. I truly believe it. Um, here in Charlotte, we just had a restaurant, an iconic restaurant, close their doors. If you're from the Charlotte area, if you're from North Carolina, you probably heard of Price's Chicken Coop. Um, been just, I mean, just an iconic uh, restaurant. They sell chicken, you know, fried chicken, fried fish. I grew up on it. My mom would always take us there to get fish sandwiches. You know, the, the fish boxes where, you know, they give you the fish and the tater tots and the coleslaw. And unfortunately, because I am a vegetarian now, I couldn't go and grab my last fish sandwich from uh, Price's Chicken Coop. But I had plenty of them in my lifetime. And, you know, I I can honestly say that I grew up on it and they will be missed. They will be missed. But they just closed their doors after 59 years of being open in Charlotte. And it's bittersweet because you have an iconic place closing down, but at the same time, there's room for new legends. There's room for new household names. There's room for, uh, you know, Johnny, who who just, you know, started a chicken place to become the new uh, household name when it comes to fried chicken in Charlotte. Like, you know, it doesn't always have to be you know, uh, a, a sad ending, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, you know, because when one person retires, there's, there's room for somebody else to step into that role. When Michael Jordan retired, Kobe Bryant, when Kobe Bryant, uh, you know, started to get on the backside of his career, LeBron James, you know what I'm saying? And now LeBron James, once he retires, there's room for somebody else. And, you know, let's not forget about Kevin Durant. But but what I'm trying to say is that, you know, your time will come. Sometimes it takes for somebody to retire for you to get your moment in the spotlight. Sometimes it takes a place, an iconic place closing down for your uh, mom and pop shop to step into the light and, and be recognized for, for what you have going on. You get what I'm saying? Uh, it's it just you got to be patient. You got to be persistent. You got to be hardworking and you just can't give up on yourself. You can't be willing to fold easily. And I just, I just want to talk. I just wanted to get on here and talk about that today because um, it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it happen everywhere in the world where things are happening, you know, things are changing and, and, and when, you know, one door closes, another one opens for someone and that someone is you. So just keep working, keep grinding keep pushing forward and and you're going to step into uh you know whatever it is that you're called to do but just whatever you do don't give up on yourself just because you don't feel like it's happened yet all right before we get out of here man i just want to say one thing everybody does not have to respect what you do they don't even have to like what you do but as long as you love it, as long as you believe you're called to it, then, hey, that's all that you need. You don't need anything else. You've been listening to Mud Talk with Coach T. You know what I like to say. Love is free. Hate costs. I catch y'all next week. Love you. We out.